Welcome to Bedtime Story Adventure 2020, Children's Urban Fantasy, one chapter a day up until Christmas. Chapter 22, Too Late. The portal slowly expanded to its full size. Somehow, James had managed to draw the symbols faster than he had at Elf's house, probably something to do with worrying that the ink was going to run out. Unfortunately, his experiment at placement by writing the symbols toward the edge of the paper could not have been worse. The portal was directly above the ringmaster's big top. Are you sure there's not enough ink for another go? Jenny asked, peering down through the gap in the air. We're lucky that this one's as good as it is, James said. Might be a good idea to get a move on, Zen said. Look up there! Four bobbing pigeon heads were staring down through the skylight, and the whole of the Green Hand's gang were gradually floating up toward them. Won't be long until I work out what they're looking at, Bobby said. Okay, James said. The most important thing for everyone to remember is that you mustn't let go. If anyone breaks the chain, then the key won't hold them up anymore. Got it? He looked around. Everyone nodded. We need an anchor on this side for me to hold, James said. We need to stay as controlled as possible. There's a pipe on the wall over there, Arthur said, pointing with his hand and Adrian's hand too. It was closer than either of the door handles, and it would have to do. Nobody else moved, James said. He had almost drifted up to the pigeons, so he spun around in the air until he was nearly upside down, and then kicked off the edge of the skylight toward the pipe. Whoa! Micah said, as James dragged him, and he dragged Wilf, who dragged Laurie, who dragged Noah C, who dragged Noah B. Got it, James said, wedging his right hand behind the pipe, while still holding tight to the quill. Zen, can you see one of the big guy ropes through the portal? Aye, you want me to aim for one? Yes, James nodded. Kick off the ceiling, but don't go too fast. It's not easy to judge the angles. Nay problem. The rat spun into an inverted position, crouching with three paws on the ceiling. The other paw was holding his cousin's hand. Here goes nothing! The rat sprang hard off the ceiling, rocketing down through the portal, dragging Bobby with him. Whee! the second rat shouted. Shh! Jenny said, as the rat yanked her down after him. Sorry! was Bobby's last word as he shot through the gap in the air. Jenny followed, with Adrian, Arthur, Frank, Arlo, Juan, all making their way through at ever-decreasing speeds. When the two Noahs disappeared as well, James wondered if he should let go of the pipe, but then the human part of the chain stopped. Voices echoed up the chain, until Noah C., whose head was just out of the portal, called in, We're anchored! Pull us down, James said, and he heard Noah relay the message. But before it reached Zen, one of the doors opened, silhouetting the axe rat against the room beyond. Oh no you don't, it cried, starting to run at James, both axes out and ready. Don't let go, James shouted to the others. Whatever happens, don't let go. With the key to the air in one hand and Micah in the other, he pushed off the floor, diagonally toward the ceiling, dragging the remaining children with him. When he was right over the portal, he pushed down hard with his legs, ramming Micah into Wilf, who slammed into Lorry. They hurtled through the portal in a bunch, with the axe rat still coming at them. It swung an axe at James, and he writhed in the air, just managing to avoid its blade. 
Then they were out in the open air, and plummeting way too fast. Look out! James shouted as they gathered more children into the falling ball of bodies and limbs. Then he felt something catch him, like a trampoline. They had been caught by the canopy of the big top, which sagged under the force of their impact. James ended upside down, looking back up at the portal. He saw the axe rat teetering on the edge, both axes waving in a desperate attempt to keep its balance. Then it fell, right through the portal and toward the big top. Ah! It screamed, axes flailing as it windmilled its arms, trying to flap like a bird to stop the inevitable motion. It hit the big top next to the ball of children, axes cleaving clean through the canvas, causing a great rip that it fell through. James craned his neck to peer inside, and saw the strangest thing. The inspector was in the middle of the performing space, his hands bound together by the ringmaster's whip. A whip! which had just been cut by the falling rat's axe. In the inspector's hand was what looked like a glowing sword. Then James felt a tug as the children on the ground pulled him and the others down from the big top. The rest of the gang, from Noah B. onwards, had already let go of each other. James did his best, with help from those who were not floating, to untangle himself. Ready, he said, when they were all at least separate and next to the ground. He pulled the nib from the feather and slumped onto the grass, just in time to see the ringmaster dash out of the tent. All nine of her shoesies were at her feet. Before she had the chance to say anything to the children, Gralf leapt in front of her. The monkeys took one look at the wild wolf and scattered into the night. Release Rask now, Gralf snarled, or die. It is too late, the ringmaster said. Word has been sent to the boat. Its orders were to set sail if we were compromised. I sent the signal already. Elf ran up behind Gralf in her nightclothes, with no tail on her shoulder. Rask is lost, Gralf said, and the watch list is gone. It is time for the ringmaster to pay the ultimate price. Wait! The inspector appeared from the big top, holding up the black book. This is empty. Where's the real watch list? You foolish mage, the ringmaster said. You are too late, like this pathetic dog, she spat at Gralf, who tensed his massive forelegs ready to pounce. Wait, Jenny said, moving forward. Did you take the Empress and the Falcon to the marina already? The ringmaster looked at her and paused for a moment before speaking. Those animals are gone, and you can't do anything about it. Stupid child. You should have kept out of this, and now you will pay for your... With lightning speed, the ringmaster leapt at Jenny, the handle of her whip raised high. James saw the glint of the wicked blade in the half-moon as it swung toward his friend's neck. No! He moved forward, still sluggish from the floating and far too slow. Gralf didn't hesitate and pounced, the great wolf's jaws catching the ringmaster's neck in mid-air and jerking her savagely to the ground out of sight within the big top. We don't have much time, Jenny said to Elf. We might still be able to save Rask. Did you notice that? the inspector said, ignoring the somewhat gruesome sounds coming from the tent behind him. A hesitation, James said. The ringmaster paused before she answered. If the animals hadn't been taken to the marina, she would have responded straight away. There was no sign of the inspector's glowing sword. I thought you were bringing in reinforcements for this. 
the inspector smiled. And I thought I told you to stay out of the park until Sunday. Looks like we were both factually inaccurate. I just got a message from Joe and Millie, Wilf said. They say they've been watching the marina from the multi-storey car park all afternoon, and one of the boats they thought might be the ringmasters is leaving the marina right now. I can call the Coast Guard, the inspector said. They might be able to head them off. But once that boat is out in the channel, it'll be gone for good. I think there's a quicker way, James said. Come on. He set off across the park as fast as his sluggish legs could carry him. Jenny caught him up by the clock tower. The rest of the Green Hands gang were right behind, with Elf and Grouf following too. We need some paper and a water bottle, James said, breathing hard, and get those bolt cutters from Lorry. He dashed over the road and up the driveway, running headfirst through the hedge and into Elf's garden. Seconds later he was in the house. Fred, he shouted, find the portal word on the map as close to the marina as you can. Bishop, get ready for some flying. Fred ran downstairs with the portal book as the rest of the gang, including Elf and Grouf, crowded round the dining room table. One step ahead of you, Fred said. This is the word for the marina. We pinpointed it, and the engineerium, just in case. You've been using my old house, Elf said, looking around at the gang. Yeah, sorry about that, James said, reading through the string of characters on Fred's pad. Adrian poured a drop of water into the inkstone on the front of the book and James started grinding the leaf-shaped inkstick. "'Gently!' the bishop scolded, flapping hard and not quite jumping, but not quite flying onto the table. "'Gentle circles!' "'It's a long one,' Frank said, looking at the word that Fred had copied out. "'And we're in a hurry,' Jenny said. James focused on the word, symbol to symbol to symbol to symbol, too many to learn. "'I can do it,' he said. "'Hold it up so I can see it while I use the quill.' Arlo and Thea, the two smallest children, hopped onto the table and held up the paper between them. Smooth and even, the bishop said. No rush. The ink was ready. James put the key to the air together and dipped the silver nib into the dark pool on the inkstone. He scanned the symbols in front of him one last time, then put the quill to the paper and started to write. Nobody said a word as he drew line after line copying the word exactly as it was in Fred's notebook. When he was finished, he looked down at what he'd drawn. Remarkable, the bishop said. Smooth and even. He felt the weightlessness rushing from the quill. Quick, he said. Jenny, did you get the paper? In my rucksack, she said, along with Adrian's water bottle and the bolt cutters. Bishop, James said to the bird, are you ready for another flight? I'm free as a bird, the pigeon cooed. The portal started spreading across the table. Arlo and Thea jumped down to the floor. Should we come too? Elf said. Me and Gralf? I think it would be too much for the bishop, James said, taking Jenny's hand, and we'll need you to save us if things go wrong. The portal was already big enough to fit through. It was just above the cliff behind the marina. The half-moon was shimmering on the Black Sea, and there were no obvious boats in sight. Jenny took hold of the pigeon's foot and for a moment she, James, and the bishop floated above the table. Wait, Wilf said, what about ink? You'll need more to get back, won't you? Not another boring story, Laurie said, but he was already untying the leaf inkstone. Here. He tucked it into one of James's coat pockets. Good luck, Elf said. Bring Rask back for me, Gralf said solemnly, 
dark red staining the fur around his mouth and neck. Right then, the bishop said, here we go. The plump bird beat its wings and they slowly descended through the portal. Can you see the boat? James asked Jenny once they were through. No, she said, and I've been looking for it since the portal opened. Bishop, James said, take us low over the car park. Your word is my command, portal master. The bird flapped furiously, and they were soon floating over the top level of the car park. Hey, Joe called up to them. We were just leaving. The bishop backflapped to slow them down. How is that fat bird holding you all up? Mr. E asked, mouth wide open. It's a magic bird, Waylon said. Looks like a normal bird to me, Shell said. Shell's just sore because we've been here for hours, Millie said. But we're getting hot chocolate now. The boat, Jenny said, that left the marina. Where is it now? Right there, Mr. E said, pointing straight out. Right under Orion's belt. James strained his eyes and could just make out a darker dot in the moonlit sea. Got it, he said. Thanks. Bishop, could you use your magic wings to set us on the railing? The bird flapped until James could hook his feet under the railing. He pointed with the quill in the direction of the boat. On three, Jenny and I will give us a little turbo boost. Got it, Jenny said, knees bent, ready to kick. One, two, three. Jenny gathered the bishop under her arm and they both pushed hard off the railing. The salty sea air rushed against their faces as they soared toward Orion's belt. (laughs) 